This is your wake-up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast call. The world's most dangerous morning show. Be in the mother- Be in the- Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. And let me shout out to Toronto. Good morning, Toronto. The six. What's happening in the six, man? What's going on in the six, man? It feels good to be back, uh, even though America is burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't sit here and act like we don't know why it's burning, though, right? We all know how we got here. We got we got three perfect storms brewing at once in America. You know, yeah, no poverty, no good on, uh, coronavirus, poverty. and then of course the killing of George Floyd. Good, good old, good old fashioned racism. All right, mm-hmm. and, and like I've, I've been saying, ain't no good gonna come to America until they do right by black people. America has never truly atoned for its original sin, which is slavery. And, and they've put black people through so damn much and haven't given us a damn thing back. America owes black people for building this country. And you wonder why so many black folks have a problem with patriotism. It's because how can we salute a country that enslaved us and continues to brutalize us? Come on now. Let's not act like we don't know what's going on in this country right now. And like you said, 40 million people unemployed. Yeah. Largest unemployment number since the Depression era. Of course, people out here looting. They feel deprived in one of the wealthiest nations in the world. They want some of those luxuries. Y'all taught them how to love, okay? America acts completely clueless in regards to the plight of the poor. And, and, and let's not forget, too, America's also rebelling against fascism, okay? That goddamn Trump administration. America's out here rebelling against that fascist regime. They're out here rebelling against racism and bigotry. We know, we know how we got here. Come on, come on, people. It's not that clueless this morning. Yeah, and hopefully this morning we'll, we'll hear from the, the district attorney and them, them other three cops will be charged. I'm praying that they'll do the right thing and charge those three officers. Yeah, I'm, hearing, I'm video. hearing that's going to happen. Because they put uh, Keith Ellison. Keith Ellison is one of the prosecutors on the case. Now, I think they removed the, ori- the original DA. And mm-hmm. Keith Ellison is a brother. So I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to lock those uh, three officers up real soon. If they're not already so. locked up. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't checked the news this morning. I haven't seen anything as of yet. But I ho- hopefully they will be locked up by this morning. Mm. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about, ye? Well, of course, I'll be giving you updates on what happened overnight. And we'll talk about Attorney General Keith Ellison leading the prosecution of George Floyd's death. We'll tell you when can you expect uh, Chauvin to be back in court. He was supposed to be in court actually today, but that date has been delayed. So we'll tell you what that next date is. And we'll just be giving you updates of what's going on in response to George Floyd's death around around the country and around the world. All right, we'll get into and that listen, next. Can, 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 can we? Can we? Can, can, listen, can we start with a modern day Negro spiritual? Because we have song to get us through these troubling times. Because because we have to have a case of optimism, right? We got to believe everything. Everything's gonna be good, don't we? My What's God, going? my God told me. My God told me to tell y'all this morning that we're gonna be all right. Jesus, I'm right in your favor. Dark nights in my prayers. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Well, this morning, front page news will be talking all about George Floyd. Now, Derek Chauvin, the officer arrested in George Floyd's death, has a record of shootings and complaints. They said there were at least 18 conduct complaints filed against him. Two of them resulted in reprimands. Feels like that's not enough. Um, now, he did... Uh, also, they, they were supposed to have him in court this morning, but it looks like that date has been delayed. They didn't really give a reason why the date was delayed, but now he'll be in court on June 8th. So that's his uh, next court hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, George, George Floyd's brother spoke to Donald Trump. Here is Donald Trump discussing, speaking to the family of George Floyd. The death of George Floyd on the streets of Minneapolis was a grave tragedy. It should never have happened. It has filled Americans all over the country with horror, anger, and grief. Yesterday, I spoke to George's family and expressed the sorrow of our entire nation for their loss. Now, George's brother, Philonese Floyd, said that the conversation that he did have with Donald Trump was pretty quick. Here's what he said. It was hard. I was trying to talk to him, but he just kept pushing me off like, I don't want to hear what you're talking about. And I just told him, I want justice. I said, I couldn't believe that they committed a modern day lynching in broad daylight. Mm. All right, George Floyd's family also intends to have an independent autopsy performed. There was a lot of outrage over the medical examiner saying that there is no physical findings of traumatic asphyxia or strangulation. They said that George Floyd likely died from a compilation of police restraint, underlying health conditions, and any potential intoxicants in his system. Uh, George Floyd's family is now doing their own autopsy. Ben Crump, who is the family's attorney, said that he and the family reject the notion from the Minneapolis medical examiner that the knee from the police officer on George's neck for almost nine minutes was not the proximate cause of his death. So they're trying to make it seem like it was also underlying health conditions and the fact that he had been drinking. Okay, yeah. So we, we all didn't see the video of a, of a, a white devil racist bigot with his knee on the back of George's neck. Now we've seen that video over and over. I can't breathe. Come on, man. We've seen that video. It was, and what was the relationship that they knew each other? They worked with each other. Was any of that true or factual? Well, they both Um, worked worked in a club together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of them, you know, Chauvin obviously was a a police officer that did security, but he also worked uh, with George Floyd, but George Floyd, they said they may not have known each other or their paths might not have crossed. Mm. So it's not for certain that they knew each other. Okay. It's just crazy that this guy even still had a job. Like, I mean, he, he shot and killed a brother named Wayne Rees in 2006 and then shot multiple civilians while in uniform. Like, mm-hmm. you tell me uh, what what job can you have where you keep making those kind of mistakes and still still stay employed? Well, they said even at one of the clubs right. where he worked, there were a lot of complaints against him. Even the owner had to reprimand him at times because he was too aggressive when speaking to the patrons. So it looks like he had an ongoing issue. Attorney General Keith Ellison will be leading the prosecution of George Floyd's death now. The governor announced Sunday he has asked him to assist uh, County Attorney Mike Freeman in the forthcoming case. And he Ellison has accepted that case. They plan on meeting actually today to start their joint work. Just go arrest right, the now, cops. You've, you, you've allowed four to five days of people tearing up uh, cities all across America simply because you don't want to arrest uh, three police officers? 
It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Should have been arrested. That, 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 would be a e- that would be an easy trade for me. Uh, burn burn like, down no. all these cities across America or arrest three cops. George Floyd's family did speak to the police, the Minneapolis, Minneapolis police, directly for the first time live on CNN. And one of the questions that Floyd's brother asked was whether the other officers involved would be arrested. And police chief responded, being silent or not intervening to me, you're being complicit. Mr. Floyd died in our hands. So I'm not sure what's going to happen, but feels like that is what has to happen. All right. Mm, well, that no is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you need to highlight us. Call us up right now. Phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm calling. I'm calling. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm calling. I'm calling call you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, Envy, what's going on? Good morning. It's Rick, Brooklyn. Rick, what up, man? Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, good morning, Good morning to Angela. Good morning, Charlamagne. Good morning. So, um, Peace, King. Your, your dad was a cop, right? I, yes. I, um, I have a suggestion. I don't know if it's something that they already do, but I remember um, Dr. Dr. Dick Gregory mentioning, why don't we have cops be licensed, right? Like a physician or, or like a CDL driver where they have to go every couple of years and get recertified and get retested. Because I think when they get into the for- the, um, the, the um, law enforcement, they got to take physical, they got to take psychological exams. And then mm-hmm. later on, they get all these reprimands and they get all these uh, um, uh, bad things on their records, but they're still re- allowed to remain cops because there's no recertification program or nothing like that. They don't get retrained for certain things. So it's like you keep all these bad cops on, 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 on the force and they have all these bad records because we don't, we don't recertify them every couple of years. I think as a cop, every couple of years, you should be able to do your physical all over. You should do your psychological exams all over so that you don't have these, these bad apples in, 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 in the bunch messing it all up and not knowing how to deal with the public. Yeah, my, my dad hasn't been an officer for over 15 years I know, I, I, uh, on the job, but I, I, I think they do retrain. Uh, I think you do have to take a test every couple of years. I know when you retire, every year you have to take a test to, to maintain that you can keep your weapon, your service weapon, but... That's a good thing, and but I think they should be checked mentally as well, not just physically, yeah, yeah, not just being able yeah, to use a firearm, but, but mentally I, as well. I, I think you should be like a licensed police officer in the sense of, listen, if if, if, if if you have certain things on your record over a period of time, just like if you have a driving record and you have too many points, you yep. lose your license. I agree. Right, because what are all those complaints for if nothing happens, if people are filing these complaints, and what's the whole point of the civilian complaint board? Yeah, I agree. It should definitely be a point system. And if you have a certain amount of points, you lose your your, your license as being a police officer, just like you would lose your license as a, as a driver. I agree. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, and you also have and you also have to set a certain precedent by charging your damn cops when they shoot and kill people. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. that dude Chauvin had killed somebody in two thousand six. What are we talking about here? Yes. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing, Brian? Calling from out of Washington D.C. Brian from D.C. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey man, I was just calling to say I attended some of the the protests downtown last last night, yesterday evening, down at the White House. Man, it's a lot, a lot of white people out there that's doing all the vandalism, that's doing all these Black Lives Matter tags and stuff. Man, it's making us look bad. Just want to not have them point the finger at us and point the finger at who's really doing all the vandalism and all the rioting and everything. Yeah, yeah I saw a lot of that online. 
I saw people, white people writing Black Lives Matter on the wall and say, dude, what are you... Yeah, but I don't understand. I, I, I really think um, America, that probably, that has to piss them off to see white people fighting alongside black people. Like, like America cannot have the narrative that white kids are actually fighting for black folks' rights. America can't have the narrative that white kids are fed up with the direction of this country. That defeats the whole purpose of white supremacy. That has to be a white supremacist's worst nightmare to think that. Now, I don't even know if it's them fighting for us, if them, if right. them taking advantage of the situation and using our fight for, for their push their agenda. Because, I mean, you got people down there is yelling, no, don't do that, don't take that, don't do that, stop doing this, you know, us. Because we're down right. there trying to get our point across, and, and it, they got the just, city burning and everything else, and it's making it hard to get the actual message across if you're going to cause all this destruction. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think I, it's someone on our side and doing what's right, and then I think it's some taking advantage. I see one dude look like he had a whole GoPro set up in his crib, and then on the ceiling he had like a MAGA uh, shirt. So, yeah, it's a lot of people taking advantage as well. You're going to always have Pro that disrupt protests, but, you know, you can't post memes that say things like, I wish they love uh, black people the way they love black culture. And then when they show up for black people and want to fight with us, we'd be like, wait a minute, you might be an agent. That, yeah, that, some that, of that them are, though, you know? To me. Some of them are. Get it off and your some chest. some of them are just fed up. Yeah, some of them are fed like up. That, 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 if, I was, if I was a white supremacist, I'd be out here spinning the narrative, too, saying that those people are plants and they're agents, because I would not want uh, uh, anybody to think that Americans are actually unifying? White people are actually out there fighting for black people's rights? 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Tyrone calling from Atlanta. Hey, what up, Tyrone? Get it off your chest, bro. Uh, what's going on, man? You know, just want to get on. Just get high and praise to everybody's going on right now. Because I know there's a lot of things, you know, in this world that, you know, sometimes we can't understand. But, you know, we got to get through it. And I definitely got my chest about a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these celebrities are just not using their voice, use their voice for the people. They are, are so much worried about their assets when, when the when, when uh, the people, our, our people, give them get, get all type of resources to make them who they are. But when it comes to politics, and I don't understand, you know, everybody's not, you know, into politics. But at least for our people, you know, say something. Don't, don't stay silent. Don't say silent. Y'all, you know, people worried about oh, people breaking into the Gucci store when Gucci don't really don't care nothing about us. So why support why support people don't care about us, but celebrities have all this power but staying silent. All righty, bro. I'll say this. I don't know that I look at this time of celebrities to see, like, what does this person think about things? But I do feel I like, so yes... Yeah, but I, I understand being disappointed in some people who you feel like, wow, I thought they'd be, you know, at least say something about it. But, again, I don't look at celebrities for that. Yeah, me neither. I, I'm, not looking, I'm looking. I'm not looking at, at celebrities and be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna go to his page and see what he said." I, I mean, I, I don't care. I, I, honestly, not at this point. I, I, not at this time. I think. I think everybody that's being loud right now are the people that's supposed to be in loud, and that's the actual people. You know what I mean? And not to mention, even when it comes to some of the celebrities, everybody fights different. Like you don't know what people are doing. You know, behind the scenes, what kind of calls are being made? What kind of meetings are being had? Like just because a person isn't showing up to a protest doesn't mean that they're not out there fighting. Some people fight different. Everybody got a position to play. Absolutely. Hello, who's this? Miss Monique. Hey, Miss Monique. Good morning. Get it off your chest. 
Yeah, well, I'm very upset about how George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis. You know, I didn't even know that that happened because I don't watch the news like that due to this pandemic. And my son told me, my son's 22, and he told me what went down. And I was like, what? And when I seen it, it just like touched me. When I heard that man say he can't breathe, it was like Eric Gardner all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's touching. Like, you know, my family, we from Alabama, so now I see why my grandmother ran from down there. You know, and we still dealing with racism. I know a police ain't corrupt, but this this gotta stop. This has to stop. Like we can't we can't we can't take it no more. Our hearts is bleeding. Absolutely. Our hearts is bleeding. You know, we want justice. We want this man in jail for what he did to George Floyd. Absolutely. I don't condone the riots. I don't condone any of the riots at all. But as far as justice needs to be served. All right. right. No, I'm with you. This thing just keep on happening with no repercussions. Like, this is ridiculous. And why do we keep saying all cops aren't corrupt? The whole police system is corrupt. So if you're a part of that system, you're a part of that corruption, especially if you're not doing anything to change it. Yeah, but I and think she means all, all police officers aren't bad. That's what I think she meant. And she's right. All police yeah, officers that, but, aren't but, but bad. The whole, and there's a lot of police do, officers do, standing up right now. Ones. And there's yeah, a lot of police officers yeah, standing whole, up right now saying it is wrong and saying what, what that, that chokehold was wrong and saying that, that that officer needs to be arrested and, and needs to be charged with murder. So there's there's, there's some officers yeah. standing but, up as well. And even joining the protests. But, yeah, but the whole system is corrupt. Like the whole entire system is a corrupt system. So it doesn't even make any sense to say one individual... It's not corrupt. I mean, it does. I mean, for for some people, she's just saying she knows that all cops aren't bad, which is which is facts, which is true. All, all cops, all cops aren't bad, but the system is. The whole go. system is terrible. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and just in response to the caller who was upset about celebrities not speaking up and speaking out, we'll tell you what's been happening in the celebrity world when it comes to George Floyd, who is speaking out and who is going back and forth on social media with people. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Tory Lanez. So Tory Lanez and Shekinah had a back and forth. You know Shekinah from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Now Shekinah was on her live previously and she was talking about the looting and the protesting and she wants people to stop tearing up businesses. Here's what that sounded like. Gucci ain't this shit to y'all. Y'all can say whatever y'all want to say. They racist, whatever. I don't want to hit ain't this shit. Yeah. Well, Tory Lanez posted with all the things going on. I'm seeing this lady crying over the Gucci store being broken into the effing Gucci store, shorty. Well, Shekinah then was in his comments on his live and he did put her on and the two of them had a conversation and here's how it went. Have you gone outside and marched with the people yet? No, I haven't marched with the people. Have you been around when the looting is going on? Have you been around in, in like any of those places where it has been going on, like in the moments of it going on? Mm, no, I haven't been. I'm not, I don't appreciate that white man killing us. I don't think that's cool. I'm not with that. But I don't think, I don't think we're going to get in the way by stealing these people's shit. I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. I don't even wear that anyway. It's another way we can get our point across, bruh. I scream. I'm black. You know, we angry, right? Listen, man, both of them are entitled to their opinions, um, but those buildings will be back. But the lives of black people killed at the hands of the police are gone forever. So to me, when you just tell protesters, rioters, 
whatever you want to call them, to just cut it out. It's not that simple. You're not acknowledging the pain of the people. You've given folks no other choice, no other outlet to express themselves, plus they don't think they're going to get justice any other way. Folks have a right to be angry, and sadly, when they're angry, they're going to express that anger in various ways, and and tearing up buildings is one of them. Man, did y'all see that uh, older black man who they um, tore up his business? Yeah, there's there's a lot of people, he, he, minorities oh that had business that work one, for hard for that long That one had years. me crying. They had I their felt business so and stock and it been ruined. You're talking then. about the the old video from the '90s during the the Rodney King riots. I saw no, I saw that. This was a recent one. Was yelling in the scene. No, he wasn't yelling. Uh, he was crying. You know, there's a there's a couple yeah, I, people I, I, been I saw that one. Their business I, I saw been, one they said it was from '92. Their business has been burned down, and and, and you know, people can say I, I can never go back. I can't afford. And, you know, my insurance doesn't cover all this. So, a lot of minorities are hurting. And I agree with that. And you shouldn't point the finger at the, 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 the looters. Point the finger at America. This is America's fault. If you're going to point a finger at the looters, you got to point two fingers back at America. America is the root cause of this. All right. Now, Machine Gun Kelly has raised his voice to talk about uh, protesting. And he actually was outside protesting as well. He posted some pictures. And here's what he had to say to his fans. If you look like me and you have racism in your heart and on your mind and coming out your mouth, you. I'm ashamed of you. If you enjoy my music or you like my movies, I don't want you watching. I don't want your business. F*** you. I don't want nothing that's a part of an evil agenda, and that's not what our generation's legacy is going to be. Step up and speak out for the, for our fellow people going through all this hell right now and, and, and encourage good. Evil is running the show, man. Take it back from them. F*** these motherfuckers. Good. I agree, man. Drop on the clues bombs for Machine Gun Kelly. And drop drop on the clues bombs for all the white kids, all the white people out there fighting with the black folks, standing by, side by side with, with your black brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Every white supremacist in America right now is confused as hell. Last thing America wants at a time like this is unity. I, I actually think it's a white supremacist's worst nightmare to have white people out there actually fighting with black people. That's why they keep trying to push the narrative out there that, you know, these white folks are being paid to do that. They are agents. I'm sure it's COINTELPRO in these protests, black and white, but for the ones that aren't agents and they just out there fighting because they love black people, salute to you, white folks. Yeah, I love I, I absolutely positively love that. And on a side note, I didn't know skateboards were that, that strong. Woo! You, you hey, bro, them skateboarders gangsta as hell, ain't they? You see about the damage they do with skateboards? I'm like, bro, them skateboarders. Them skateboarders is gangster as hell. I'm going to tell you something Sheesh. else. I'm so happy that there's so many white people out there because if it was just us Negroes, oh, they'd have got us. It would have been so much deaths this weekend. Oh, it would have been so much missing black folks. If it was just black folks out there, white folks that are uh, actually out there for the right cause, carry on. All right. Now, Michael Jordan has also spoken out amongst uh, amidst everything that's happening with George Floyd. And he released a statement. He said, I am deeply saddened, truly pained and plain angry. I see and feel everyone's pain, outrage and frustration. I stand with those who are calling out the ingrained racism and violence toward people of color in our country. We have had enough. So that was part of the statement that Michael Jordan put out. Mm-hmm. He said, I don't have the answers, but our collective voices show strength and the inability to be divided by others. We must listen to each other, show compassion and empathy, and never turn our backs on senseless brutality. We need to continue peaceful expressions against injustice and demand accountability. Our unified our unified voice needs to put pressure on our leaders to change our laws, or else we need to use our vote to create systematic change. Mm-hmm. Cardi B also has posted a video, and she was talking about the looters and everybody being upset over the murder of George Floyd. And here's what she had to say about people just being tired of being peaceful. Seeing people looting and going extremely outraged. And um, as much as people is so against it, at this point, I feel like I'm not against it, even though it 
it, it do scare me and I don't want anybody to get hurt. But it's just, it's really frustrating. You want to know why? Because how many peaceful protests have we seen? Like I've been doing f***ing police brutality videos ever since my teeth been f***ed up. And the only that changed has been my teeth. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like mother could take the grown and adult way and act peaceful. People are tired of that. So now this is what people have to resort to. She, she's right. It goes back to what I said earlier. You got to acknowledge the pain of the people. Like you, you've, you've left people with no other choice. At least that's how they feel. They're desperate. They got no other outlet to express themselves. Plus, yeah. 40 million people being unemployed, man. You know, poverty is real. People have been sitting in the house for three months. They just want to feel good. And, you know, if getting some free stuff makes them feel good, sadly, that's what they're going to do. And that's why I think Michael Jordan should set up a pop-up shop and have legal looting. Just let Michael Jordan uh, buy a building and just put mad Jordans in there and just let people run up in there legally. People would be hurting each like other for those Jordans, That could be very Jordans dangerous. Too. You might as well just give them away. Just give everybody get a free pair of Jordans. You know, that way, because they would be fighting. You know, even, even when they see people looting, you see them stealing sneakers from each other? Well, yeah. maybe you can, that's how you contain the chaos a little bit. Make it like a Fear Factor Challenge or something. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, I'll give you some updates on what was happening overnight. We'll tell you about the curfews that a lot of these cities, at least 40 cities in Washington, D.C., have imposed curfews. And we'll tell you uh, some new developments. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. <sighs> morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. What's Good morning. happening? Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, ye? Well, let's start with George Floyd's family. Now, they spoke with the Minneapolis Police Department for the first time live on the news, and here's what happened. I want to know if he's going to get justice for my brother and re- arrest all the officers and convict them. Being silent or not intervening, to me, you're complicit. So I don't see a level of distinction any different. Uh, obviously, it, the charging and those decisions will have to come through our county attorney's office. Certainly, the FBI is investigating that. My decision to fire all four officers was not based on some sort of hierarchy. Mr. Floyd died in our hands, and so I see that as being complicit. It's really simple. I mean, I, I've gotten in trouble before. I've been around people who who've had guns, who've had drugs. If somebody mm-hmm. don't claim the gun or claim the drug, all of us go to jail. Like, every single one of those people are accessories to murder. All those cops are accessories they to are. murder. They are. And, and, and that little bull crap uh, body footage that they released last week was just disrespectful. When it was all bleeped out, you couldn't hear what they were saying and everything was blacked out, that, that, was, that was for no reason. That oh, was for no reason at all. And did you, see, did you see the video that came out yesterday where they was beating up George Floyd in the back of the, uh, the yeah, car? In, mm-hmm. in the car. Yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. pulled him out of the Come car? On, I mean, They pulled him out of the car. Because at first they said he wouldn't get in the car, but then they pulled him out the car. It's crazy. First degree murder. But- Accessories to murder. The first court appearance for Derek Chauvin, who was the former Minnesota police officer charged in the death of George Floyd, has been moved to June 8th. It was supposed to be today. And records indicate no specific reasoning for why that date was reset. But he does remain in custody and he was charged with third degree murder and second degree manslaughter, uh, two felonies where they say intent is a key element. 
And it's very important to note that he shot two people before and killed one. He had a record of 20 complaints, uh, two, two letters of reprimand. There was absolutely no reason for that guy to even still be on the police force. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to set a certain precedent by charging your damn cops when they shoot and kill people and fire them. Period. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, a man who drove a tanker truck into a crowd of protesters in Minnesota uh, Sunday night was charged with assault. I don't know if you guys saw that. I've seen that. I definitely saw it. Video as well. So that person has been charged with assault. Also, shortly past midnight in Oakland, California, midnight their time, shots were fired at a police administration building. Uh, they said at 12.09 a.m., shots were fired at the Oakland building uh, located at 455 7th Street. No injuries reported. Three people have been detained in connection with the shooting. Uh, Envy, you sent us all a video of, of them looting in Soho in New York City. Yeah. They were going into the Rolex store, the Chanel store, Bloomingdale's even got looted. Gucci, Best Buy, everything got got looted, it seemed like, in, in New York City. All right, around 4,000 people have been arrested in the United States since George Floyd's death. We're still waiting for three more people to be arrested, by the way. They should have been mm -hmm. the first ones in addition to Chauvin. But those people have been arrested because of the nationwide protests that have been happening. The first arrest began on Tuesday, May 26, which was the day after George Floyd was murdered. NYPD officers, some of them did take a knee with protesters in Jamaica, Queens. You can see video of them kneeling mm -hmm. and... Uh, People were surprised when the officers went ahead and kneeled with them. So there are places where police officers are joining in the protests, and some of the protests in certain states and certain cities have been peaceful. I know in Newark, New Jersey, with Mayor Ras Baraka, they actually had a very organized uh, march in solidarity mm -hmm. with each other. So And Ras Baraka yes. was out there, too. The mayor was mm -hmm. actually out there walking and, and kneeling with the people. So it's, it's a lot different. Hey, hey. Hey, question, why is it so easy to break into these expensive-ass stores? What do you mean? I would think that it would be a little bit... Why is it so easy? Like, I would think it would be a little bit uh, harder to break into, the, like, the Rolex store. And the I mean, if store, you think about it, when you got store. hundreds of people breaking into a store, it's not, not much any, anybody can do. I mean, you, you can stop. Like, right, they don't like care if they're caught on glass. camera. They don't care. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, all I'm that glass... like being able to glass and stuff? All that stuff is being able to be broken. The gates are being able to be ripped apart. Like, when, when people want to get in, they can get in. And, and, you know, usually there's a camera to deter people or, you know, it's usually one or two people that you can deter. But when you got 50 to 100 people, it's nothing you can do. And they don't care and what if they're about caught police on camera. Officers? Hmm? Police officers don't post up in front of those, like, expensive-ass stores more than they do other places? Well, you got to think, I would you think know. that at a time like this, there'd be more police presence Well, people are protesting all over, the, all, all over the city. So cops can't they're be on 42nd Street. And be in Brooklyn, and be in Soho, and be in Harlem. And, you know what I mean? It's, it's spread yeah. thin. And then if you one cop, uh, and there's 100 people coming in to, to, to get in that store, what are you, that one cop, going to do? Well, I will say, man, just watching all across America, those looters really do have good taste. Like, all the things this country has put value on, they went there first. Louis, Gucci, Rolex, Alexander McQueen, Chanel, all the places I can't pronounce. They went to get yep. some of them luxuries. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that oh, is your first. front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we'll open up the phone lines. Who are we talking to this morning? I, I, I want to talk, man, to some of the white protesters, uh, the white folks that's out there fighting alongside black folks. Uh, you know, surprisingly, your Uncle Charlotte believes in you, okay? I know that some of y'all are being painted as agents, and I totally understand why black folks are skeptical of white people being out there fighting alongside us. Uh, we, we have no reason to trust 
Okay, but but I'm and I'm sure that there's some cointel pro involved somebody in, in some of these protests. But I also believe that it's white people tired of seeing black folks get killed in these streets for no reason. And I know it's white folks out there that are fed up with this country and are fighting against a fascist regime. And I just want to hear from y'all, white, like white folks. I want to know what are your reasons for being involved right now. I really do. I want to talk directly to uh, the, the white people that are out there raising hell. All right. Well, let's let's get on the phone lines now. 800-585-1051. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just joined us, we've been talking about uh, the protesters because of George mm-hmm. Floyd's death, or I should say George Floyd's murder. And uh, Charlemagne wants to hear some uh, talk to some white people this morning. Yeah, because, I mean, I've just been noticing, man, you know, it's been so many, uh, you know, white people. Uh, fighting side by side with black folks. And it's just like, yo, I, I, I want to talk to you. Because, you know, ironically, I don't want to say ironically, that's not the word. Surprisingly, uh, I believe in you. Okay. I know some of that y'all, I know some of y'all are, you know, being painted as agents. And I'm sure that it is some Cointel Pro involved in some of these protests. I totally understand why people are skeptical of white folks fighting with black people. But I also believe that it's just white people tired of seeing black folks get killed in these streets for no reason. And, you know, that meme, that meme that says, I wish they love black people the way they love black culture. It hits different at a time like this. Mm-hmm. So I know there's some white folks out there that, that are just fed up with this country and they're fed up with the treatment of black people. They're, they're, they're fed up with this fascist regime. They're, they, they're, they're, they're unemployed. You know what I'm saying? They don't know when they're going back to work. So I think it's a lot of reasons for white folks to be out there protesting. But I just, I just want to know why... A lot of white folks are choosing to be involved right now. That's it. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello. Who's this? It's Steve. Steve, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Dayton, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Steve, are you, are you white, Caucasian? Steve? Yes, I am white. And I just think, you know, I totally agree with Charlamagne. And, you know, we're all, all sick of this. You know, I don't think, in my mind, there is no race. We're all, you know, united as one. You know, and I'm just sick and tired of all of this drama. You know, I, I mean, that man did not deserve that. You know, and, and I can't even walk around with my African American, you know, brother in law without him feeling some type of way or, or, you know, feeling, you know, stressed out because, you know, a, a police officer drives by. And I don't think that's right. You know, I, I protest in a different matter. You know, I, 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 I just think it's, you know, it's all BS. You know, I can't even speak right now because I'm so hurt over the whole situation. You know, I mean, I understand we should protest, but, you know, destroying our property, I, I'm not agreeing with that part. But, um, yeah, as far as Charlemagne said, yeah, we're all sick of it. You know, I, I can't. And you have a black brother-in-law. Yes, sir, I do. Uh, I mean, so I got That means you got a black wife. Yes. Oh, wow. So you, you, so you got a bird's-eye view of the black experience. Yes, sir. I mean, for the last 20 okay. years, I've been experiencing all of this. And, you know, I, I just, I'm just ashamed, man. I'm just ashamed, to, uh, you know, about the actions they chose to make, you know. And, you know, I just, I'm just not happy, brother. I really ain't. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling, brother. I believe you. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up? It's David. What's your name? It's who? David. Hey, David. Good morning, man. Now, Where you calling you from? White? Good morning, y'all. Yeah, I'm from Austin, Texas. So I'm sorry. It was just a long weekend. It was crazy. We had a 
We had tear gas thrown at us. We were shot with rubber bullets. It was ridiculous. Why are you out there fighting, young man? Tell us. What, what, what's, what's, man, why are you I'm showing up a as a white man? Town. I'm from a small town from Mississippi, so I know back home I got like 100, 150 people who can't go out to a big town, who can't go out to the protest. So I'm going to be the voice for the people back at home. Okay. All right. What's the cause you're fighting I do for? Want to point out, though, one thing I do want to point out, though, that I noticed last night, they burnt the uh, tent and the mattress of a homeless man. They're trying to give the peaceful protest a bad name. Well, yeah, and that's what I said. I, I, I do know it's probably some Cointelpro out there. It's probably some disruptors out there. But I do feel like it's more white people out there for the right reasons, like yourself, you know, simply because, you know, you're tired of seeing black people get killed in this country. Definitely. It was, there was no need for all that type of violence out there. There were people sitting there on their knees, hands up, and they were still shooting tear gas and rubber bullets at us. And there's just no need for this mm-hmm. violence. Well, thank you. Thank you for your service, uh, young Caucasian. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. We're uh, asking to talk to some of the white people that's in the fight with us, all right? That's out there protesting. That's out there protecting. That's out there uh, telling everybody how they feel. Call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinions to The Breakfast Club topic. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, if you just join us, uh, Charlemagne has been uh, trying to uh, highlight uh, our white allies this morning. That's it, man. You know what I mean? I want to talk to some of the white protesters, the people that we see out there, you know, fighting alongside black folks. I believe in you, especially you skateboarders. I didn't know you white skateboarders were so goddamn gangster, okay? And and I, I know that a lot of people are uh, painting the white folks as agents that are fighting alongside black people, and I have a theory about that. I think it's the white supremacist's worst, worst nightmare to have white people out there actually fighting with black people. That's why they keep pushing this narrative that these white folks are being paid to do this and they're agents. I'm sure it's some CoinTelPro out there. I'm sure it's some people out there just that want to disrupt things. But for the most part, I think that it's black people and white people fighting alongside each other because these white people really love black folks. That meme that said, uh, I wish you love black people the way you love black culture, that got to hit different at a time like this when all your heroes are black. Mm-hmm. When your favorite athletes are black, when your favorite <laughs> musicians are black, when the, the 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 way you dress is is black culture, the way you even talk is black culture. That right. meme got to hit different. So salute to all the white folks out there uh, on the front lines with us. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Lindsay. Lindsay, are you white? Are you white? Clearly. Yes, I am. Why you say clearly? <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. Can't be a black Lindsay. Good I know morning. a black Lindsay. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I can smell the Starbucks on. I can smell the Starbucks on her breath this morning. Hi, Lindsay. <laughs> Hi. Now, why are you out there uh, this weekend? Um, Well, I'm not part of the protesters, but I do agree that Black Lives Matter. Um, I have many black friends. I think black people are wonderful. I think most of them are better than white people. Um, They truly have good hearts. And I'm tired of seeing what's happening to them. You know, these police officers out there just, you know, taking it upon themselves to judge them and stereotype. And, you know, it's got to stop. Um, but what I don't agree with is the rioting and the looting. Um, those people are putting a bad name on themselves as well as black people because they're destroying public property. And, you know, I mean, 
that what would George Floyd want? He wouldn't want that. He wouldn't want people out there destroying things and, you know, harming other people and people being scared to go out. He would want them to stick up for his name, but not in that way. I mean, I, listen, I don't know what George Floyd would want because he's not here to tell us what he would want because he got killed by a goddamn racist-ass cop. But, I mean, listen, nobody wants to see the looting. Nobody wants to see the burning down of buildings. But we kind of got to understand the outrage, though. We can understand where the mayhem is coming from. Mm -hmm. We can understand yeah, where the I rampage do. is I, coming I, from. I completely understand that. And, you know, I mean, if they want to, you know, go burn cop cars, that's fine. But, I mean, that poor black man <laughs> with his business and them... You right. know, burning his business down. He didn't do anything. I mean, right. he's one of them. True. You know, I mean, don't you, hurt your own kind. You know? Target the right... If you're going to target something... This is coming from a white woman, y'all. If you're going to target something, target the right things. Yeah, and speaking right. of target, I mean, they had to adjust their hours and close their stores, but they did say that they stand with with us. So the, the CEO released a statement in support of the protests against police abuse against African Americans. Well, thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, Lindsay. Let's go to another line. Hello, who's this? This is Candace. Hey, Candace. Uh, where are you calling from? I'm from Dunn. South Carolina? North Carolina. Oh, okay. Oh, I had North no Carolina. idea where okay. Dunn was. I ain't even going front. I thought it might have been Candace. in Delaware or something. <laughs> You're now, white? Uh, yeah, I am. Okay, let's talk. What reasons do you have for being involved? First of all, I have three mixed children. I have a 15-year-old oh. son that I'm scared to grow up. He's at that age now where... He's starting to find himself, so he's starting to go out with his friends and, you know, ride around and all that. And I'm scared for him to leave. Mm -hmm. And it really makes me mad that every time you see the hashtag Black Lives Matter, they want to change it to All Lives Matter, which all lives do matter. But right now for this situation, it is Black Lives Matter. Because until white people are scared to go outside or scared to call the police for anything because they don't know how they're going to act, then white people don't understand how it feels. I understand how they That's feel real. because I'm in that community. You know what I'm saying? I am more around black people than I am white people. So I understand how they feel. And I'm scared for my son to grow up. I'm scared for him to be in a store that's predominantly white and they're looking at him suspicious and he's not doing anything wrong. Right. Like, and, were you outside? Were you outside with the protests? Um, I actually didn't get to make it. I worked two jobs. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't out there physically with them, but okay. my heart is with them. My heart is really right. with them because it's it's ridiculous that we've let it get this far. Absolutely. Like, well, thank it, you. I'm glad you feel that changed, way. Like, it could have changed so easily if everybody would just come together. It's just, it's sad that it takes a killing to make people want to protest. Like, we should protest peace all year round anyway until this stops. And the police officers need to be held accountable just like we would. All right, absolutely. Well, thank you for calling and thank you for uh, riding with us, Mama. We appreciate it. 800-585-1051. Is there a moral to the story? Yeah, the moral of the story is, man, for all the white people out there fighting alongside black folks, salute to y'all. We appreciate your service. You know what I mean? Drop on the clues bombs for the white folks out there fighting with black people. Uh, I appreciate you. I want you to continue to use your privilege to combat prejudice. You know, don't just love our music. Don't just love our culture. Love us. And right now, what's happening, this is a white supremacist's worst nightmare. And I promise you, they're going to keep the narrative going that, you know, these people are being paid or, you know, they're agents. And, and listen, some of them probably are, just like some of the black folks probably are. But for the most part, I think it's people out there that are really just fed up with what's happening to black people in this country. So salute to you, Caucasians. I'm going to come up for a name with y'all because we need the opposite of Vanilla ISIS. Vanilla ISIS is the domestic terrorist, the white supremacist. We need, to, we need a, a name for the, uh, the good white folks. I'm going to think of one. All right. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way? 
Yes, let's talk about Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms. Now, she was joined alongside Killer Mike and T.I. to address what was happening in the streets in Atlanta. So we'll give you that update. Also, Dr. Dre, he was on Young Money Radio and we'll tell you what he had to say about George Floyd's murder. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me shout out to my mom. Today's my mom's birthday. Happy birthday, mama. Happy Suck, birthday. Sucks we can't have a party happy or anything day, mama with everything that's going on, but happy birthday, mama. That's the, that's the, that's the, the, the bad thing with the country shutting down, and I know they're opening up. Sir, oh, Charlemagne. Barbershops and uh, salons are opening today. In Jersey? In Connecticut. I sorry. thought it was in Connecticut. Connecticut yeah. Connecticut. Oh, don't play with me. I was like, Ty, would it hit me? I wish you oh, would see his face. He was like, like what? Connecticut. No, I got I got uh I got the date. Ty told me the date. Let me see. I think it's June 15th. I think barbershops will be back open in Jersey. Yeah, June. Well, June is June also 16th. African June is also African American Music Appreciation Month, just so y'all know. So that starts what's today? June 1st? Yes, June 1st. Yeah, that starts today. Mama's birthday. FYI. Yeah, that's, hey, that's FYI crazy too, MVE. What's that? You need to get your mom something for um you need to get your mom something for her birthday. I know some guys who got some like cheap Rolexes right now. Nah, I'm good. Um, nah, I'm good. Some, some nah, I'm, bags. Nah, I'm good. Chanel, Coach, you sure? Nah, nah, I'm good. Is you I'm positive? Good. I'm positive. I'm good. Right. I'm good. I'm good. It's, just, it's your time to give back. This is my way of giving back. Goodness gracious. Right? Goodness gracious. I did see them run up in that Rolex store. I was like, wow. And yeah, the Chanel store. And the Chanel store. The way them, I'm telling you, them skateboards got super extra power on them, man. The way them them skateboards are able to break glass, break wood, break windshields, break cars. Like, them skateboards are very, very I a, strong. I have a new respect for skateboarders. Skateboarders, to me, are like the new biker gangs, but the skateboarders are on um, our side. The biker gangs are usually on the other side, usually Correct. the side of the, the white supremacists, you know what I'm saying? Um but the skateboarders seem like they're on our side. So salute to them. I, I respect y'all gangster. But that's what they do, though. Their whole life, their whole life is rebelling against cops. You're right. Breaking bones for a living. They tough in you're a right. real way. You're right. You know, the, the crazy thing is, you know, in New York, New Jersey, out here, you're not allowed to carry a firearm. It's just not allowed. You cannot have it. You can have it in your house. It's very hard to get a firearm to carry outside, right? So most people have like a little baseball bat or a club. Back in the day, they would have that in their trunk or their back seat just in case of an altercation. But I'm gonna get me a skateboard, brother. Learn how to skateboard. I'm gonna get me and a skateboard. And your cardio probably crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you fight a skateboard if you want to. You're gonna be fighting all goddamn day. My goodness. All right. We got rumors on the way. Yes, and we'll keep you updated on the protesters. Also, we'll tell you some of the celebrities who are out and about protesting. And we'll talk about Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottom. She was joined by Killer Mike and T.I. And we'll tell you what was said. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are The Breakfast Club. Uh, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Killer Mike. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, Killer Mike and T.I. joined Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, and they were talking about basically the rioting that was happening in Atlanta. Now, here is what Killer Mike had to say. It is your duty not to burn your own house down for anger with an enemy. It is your duty to fortify your own house so that you may be a house of refuge in times of organization. And now is the time to plot, plan, strategize, 
organize and mobilize. It is time to beat up prosecutors you don't like at the voting booth. It is time to hold mayoral offices accountable, chiefs and deputy chiefs. I'm telling you right now, if aliens came down today and told me, take you, take take me to your leader, I'm taking them to Killer Mike. That is absolutely one of the leaders I'm taking them to. Drop on the clues, bombs for Killer Mike. Love that. Uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms is also telling people that if you were outside protesting, make sure you go get a coronavirus test. <laughs> I did what? think about that. <laughs> I was going to say that too. Did we just forget about coronavirus? Because of the pandemic. Because everybody's yes, we have. together. Because nobody's wearing masks. <laughs> like, do we just, is coronavirus just, we just forget it. Racism <laughs> and police brutality are the cures for coronavirus. Who knew? All right, now, Jay Cole was outside, and he was marching with protesters in his hometown of Fayetteville, North Carolina. He wasn't taking pictures or anything like that, not doing interviews. He didn't want to distract from the moment, but it was exciting for people to see that Jay Cole was out there. Mm -hmm. And that's not the first time he's done something like this. He also attended protests after the killings of Michael Brown and Eric Garner in 2014, and he was spotted at a rally in D.C., organized by Farrakhan, commemorating the 20th anniversary of the Million Man March. So he does the work. Also, Wale hit the streets with protesters in L.A. as well. And Insecure star Kendrick Sampson, he was out as well, and he said he did get injured by rubber bullets while he was out protesting. All right, all in addition... on the front line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In addition to all of this, Dr. Dre was on Young Money Radio, and here's what he told Lil Wayne about the murder... Of George Floyd. My heart is still aching, and it felt like that cop had his knee on all of our necks, mm. meaning black men. Yeah. And it's like, what can we do, or what do we need to do to make this thing stop? Did you hear that the cop was arrested today? Yeah, I heard that, but that's not enough. At all. That's not enough. You know, the other three cops are supposed to be arrested. They're supposed to be convicted, and, and, and they're supposed to be arrested and convicted of first-degree murder. All right, and that's rare for Dr. Dre to even do an interview, so... Just, I do think it is important to hear people speaking up. It is inspiring. And CNN's Don Lemon, he has called out a bunch of different celebrities for their lack of visibility during protests. Here's what Don Lemon had to say. What about Hollywood? Strangely quiet. Uh, I see them on Twitter. I see them, oh, my, you know, I, I'm loving what Don Lemon's doing. I'm loving what this person's doing. Why aren't, I don't, but they got to do more than that, especially black celebrities and black leaders. Uh, and, and white celebrities and rich Hollywood and rich folks. Why aren't they helping these young people get on television or do something? You know, I was home on um, Friday night, Saturday night. I think it was Saturday. I don't remember what night it was, but I was home and I was actually watching that live. And uh, I would like to say that Don Lemon sounded crazy. Okay? Because first of all, you don't but know what he was asking for the celebrities, yeah. I was watching that, yeah, too. you don't know what? I was watching that, too. And he was know. like... It just sounded mad eerie because it didn't show him. It was just showing the protest, and he tried to sound so mad. He was vamping. Like, he, he was actually literally trying to kill time, and they was playing B-roll, and they probably was just telling him to talk. Keep and talking. he just sounded crazy. It did. Exactly, because first of all, you don't, you don't know what folks are doing. And when you right. call folks out, ask, ask yourself, what are you doing? Don's saying that from the comfort of his TV show. If you're going to call folks out like that, you go on the front lines. Not to mention, why do we care what... Why do we care what celebrities are doing? America's obsession with celebrity is exactly why we have a reality star as president. What you calling out Hollywood for? Call out the politicians, the elected officials, not no damn Hollywood. Who cares what Ellen and Oprah got to say at a time like this? <laughs> like, and I, also, like, you know, and, and like you said earlier, we don't know what people are doing. You don't know if people are more, right. okay, I'm just going to handle my business behind the scenes. 
and uh, not make it public what it is that I am. Or they might be plotting and doing something right now that we don't even know about that we'll find out about later. But, you know, I can't. He called that's out people the, that, the least of, call, that's the least of my concerns right now. Yes, and Don Lemon called out people that are doing the work. Like, Colin Kaepernick already uh, was establishing a fund to bail protesters out. You see, mm-hmm. uh, the, governor, the governor yesterday said he was on the phone with Jay-Z. You know what I mean? And now Keith Ellison is on the case. Like, you don't know what people are doing behind the scenes for you to be calling folks out. But once again, if you're going to call people out, make sure you're on the front lines and right. not, from the comf- not, not doing that from the comfort of your TV show, Don Lemon. Come on now. Well, Jay-Z also released a statement. After our very earnest conversation, thank you to Governor Walls for doing what's right and calling in Attorney General Keith Ellison to take over the George Floyd case. Earlier today, Governor Walls mentioned having a human conversation with me, a dad and a black man in pain. Yes, I am human, a father and a black man in pain, and I am not the only one. Now I, along with an entire country in pain, call upon A.G. Ellison to do the right thing and prosecute all those responsible for the murder of George Floyd to the fullest extent of the law. This is just a first step. I am more determined to fight for justice than any fight my would-be oppressors may have. I prevail on every politician, prosecutor, and officer in the country to have the courage to do what is right. Drop on the clues, boss, for Hove, man. You know what else? Uh, one other thing Don Lemon did. He called folks out and told them to stop tweeting, you know, stop just being on social media and told them mm-hmm. to speak. But then he gave Beyonce credit so speaking on social media. <laughs> Don was just talking. He was just talking. It was like, you got six like minutes. He's like, I'm just going to talk. Exactly. Just vamping. I was, I was, I was, I was, man, that was whack. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Donkey today, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, donkey of the day is going to Mayor Bill de Blasio. He really needs to come to the front of the congregation because he does not know how to de-escalate a situation. We'll talk about it. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Donkey of the Day for Monday, June 1st, goes to New York City Mayor. Bill de Blasio. Now, I saw a lot of things that disturbed my soul this weekend. I saw a lot of things that gave me panic attacks. I saw a lot of things that kept me from sleeping at night. But there was one video that disturbed me uh, a lot, disturbed me a lot more than the others I saw. And I'm sure you saw the video of a pair of NYPD SUVs driving into a crowd during uh, one of this weekend's protests of George Floyd's death. Uh, I think this was in Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Let's let's hear the report. We took a dramatic turn by night. There are reports of demonstrations happening all over the city, but the bulk of the activity was here in Brooklyn as well as Manhattan. At one point, shutting down the Manhattan Bridge. A video has also surfaced showing two NYPD vehicles pushing into a crowd of demonstrators, and officials are saying that those vehicles were being struck by rocks as well as other objects. Uh, thankfully, nobody was seriously hurt. But when I showed my wife that video, like, she literally cried. And it baffles my mind that at a time like this, police officers wouldn't be doing everything in their power to improve relationships with the people. Like, now is not the time to show us that you really don't give a damn. Like, you know, I I don't even know why police officers still have the creed to protect and to serve. Salute to all the good cops out there, but I don't see how you can be a good cop in a corrupt system. I would really like to know, seriously. 
And, and let me explain. It's simple, right? They always say one bad apple spoils a bunch. We've always heard that expression. Well, have you ever heard the opposite? Can I take a good apple, put it in a bunch of rotten apples, and make those rotten apples turn good? I've never seen it. If it's possible, I'll shut the F up forever on this topic, but I don't think I'm wrong. See, the system is so corrupt. And as the great AOC said, uh, Alexandria Cortez, she tweeted this last week in regards to the killing of George Floyd. She said, I'll just say it. A lot of politicians are scared of the, uh, of the political power of the police, and that's why charges to hold them accountable for flagrant killings don't happen. That in itself is a scary problem. We shouldn't be intimidated out of holding people accountable for murder. AOC is absolutely right, but politicians shouldn't be scared to hold police accountable for anything. But that is exactly what Mayor Bill de Blasio did this past weekend when he failed to hold those officers accountable for driving through that crowd. Listen to what Mayor Bill de Blasio had to say in regards to that situation. I saw some moments yesterday that were disturbing in terms of the way police handled things and that need to be done better. We, many of us, have seen the video involving two NYPD vehicles and a crowd of protesters. I didn't like what I saw one bit. And clearly, we need to do a full investigation and look at the actions of those officers and see what was done and why it was done and what could be done differently. But I also want to emphasize that situation was created by a group of protesters blocking and surrounding a police vehicle, a tactic that we had seen before in the last few days, a tactic that can be very, very dangerous to everyone involved, and we've seen direct attacks on police officers, including in their vehicles. And we need a full and impartial investigation, but we also need to be clear about the context. And that was a situation that had to be resolved. It could not stay that way. But we need to understand more about it. And if there's discipline that needs to be meted out, there will be. Mayor Bill de Blasio is shook to death of police leaders and unions. They own him. Do you remember when Edward D. Mullins, the president of the Sergeant's uh, Benevolent Association, tweeted in February that members of the NYPD were declaring war on de Blasio? And last August, the union declared it had no confidence in de Blasio. And my girl AOC, once again, you know, she came through with some truth, you know, because after de Blasio said what he said, AOC replied on Twitter that he was making excuses for the NYPD. AOC tweeted, as mayor, this police department is under your leadership. This moment demands leadership and accountability from each of us defending and making excuses for NYPD. Running SUVs into crowds was wrong. Make it right. De-escalate. De Blasio, you just made folks hate cops and hate the system even more. Those cops who did that should have been fired or at the least suspended. Okay, something. Don't make it seem like that behavior was okay. Meanwhile, this is why we are at the point in our society where we should just shut the F up and let black women lead. All right, Keisha Lance Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta, this weekend, right? This weekend, two Atlanta police officers, I know you probably saw this video, two Atlanta police officers were captured on video forcibly pulling a pair of college students out of their car, tasing them, placing them under arrest during protests. These kids were doing nothing. Guess what happened to those two police officers? They got fired straight like that. Mayor Bottoms gave a speech about it. Let's hear it. Chief Shields and I have made the determination that two of the officers involved in the incident last night will be terminated immediately. The other three officers are right now on death's duty pending further determination of what, if any, appropriate action, disciplinary action should be taken against them. 
The release of that body cam footage and the corresponding police report should be available to the media immediately. Simple. Cops do something wrong, cops get fired. That's how you repair relationships between the community and the police. That's how you change your system. Just get rid of the bad apples in that system. Hold cops accountable. That's all we want. And this is why black women make the best leaders, okay? She took action immediately. Something that Bill de Blasio clearly doesn't have the n- to do. Please let Remy Ma give Mayor Bill de Blasio the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid mother are you dumb? That's also why uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms is being mentioned um, on, on, on the short list for being vice president of the United States of America. That'd be a great position for her, even though with a name like Mayor Bottoms, she's perfect to be the mayor of Atlanta. Oh, stop it. All right, well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, Corey Minor Smith will be joining us. Tell yes, the people who Corey attorney- Minor Smith is. She's an attorney. Um, She has a book called Driven, and she is a huge mental health advocate, man. And I know that right now, especially after the past week, especially after this weekend, a lot of us are emotionally drained. You know, a lot of us, you know, are just trying to keep our keep our mental health in order. And I think that is very important. And, um, you know, she just has a lot of great ideas and a lot of a lot of good tips for you to keep your your mental health in order, man. So I think that um, this is a great conversation. Mental Health Awareness Month was last month, but Mental Health Awareness, you know, for me is a, is a year-round thing. So I think a lot of people could actually use her conversation this morning, could All actually right. benefit from hearing that conversation this morning. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now, attorney Corey Miner-Smith. She has a new book out called Driven. It's a memoir, but it's a self-motivational memoir. What, 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 is, what is it about? Yes, it's called Hashtag Driven, um, and it is a motivational memoir, but I use it as a resource for families and friends that have a loved one living with severe mental illness. Um, a lot of times people don't know what resources are available in the community. Many times a lot of people who are suffering with a severe mental illness are left alone, dismissed by family and friends because they don't know what to do to help that person. So I use my life story to help individuals who are in the position that I was in and dealing with my mother who suffers from schizophrenia. Wow. What, what do you think it would take to completely eradicate stigmas of mental illness in the black community? Well, first of all, we need to recognize the stereotypes that we associate with mental illness. Um, Many times, perhaps it's the people that are untreated, uh, who are in psychotic states that we associate with the term mental illness. And therefore, anybody that's dealing with depression or anxiety or just mild symptoms don't want to be associated with those images. And therefore, the stigma prevents us from getting therapy, prevents us from seeking treatment that is readily available. And in order to eradicate it, we have to acknowledge that it is present, it's real, it doesn't discriminate with anyone, regardless of your gender, your race, your socioeconomic status. So it's important for us to acknowledge it, to accept it, to love our loved ones through the symptoms that they exhibit, and then ultimately advocate by talking about it, using your platform, which I appreciate you all doing today. Um, This is National uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. July is Minority Mental Health Awareness Month. And this is a 365 global issue. So all throughout the year, we need to continue to talk about it and then take action through legislation, 
seeking research and funding that can help us to know about other medications that may help individuals who are experiencing severe mental illness. Mm. I wanted to ask you a question about, I get uh, several Ask Ye, that's um, the advice segment that I have, and several people have emailed me, and they're in relationships with people who they feel are suffering from mental illness, but the person doesn't want to seek professional help, and they don't know what they should do. Should they stay in the relationship? What are some options available if you are in a relationship with somebody who you feel like, okay, they do need to get professional help, but they're not willing to do that? What would you advise? Yeah, I would advise the person who is asking that question to seek for him or herself. For example, um, having consultation with organizations like NAMI. They can help you to establish effective tools and continuing the relationship with that person or understanding that you may not be able to continue the relationship with that person. Ultimately, being able to set boundaries. And depending on what the mental illness is, you have to be aware of the potential symptoms that that person can exhibit especially if you're dealing with severe mental illness like schizophrenia and bipolar. Those types of severe mental illnesses left untreated can be dangerous, and you wouldn't want to put yourself in that position. What, 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 is, the, what is the AAA strategy to destigmatizing mental illness? Actually, uh, something I just uh, went over, but acknowledging, accepting, and advocating. A lot of us want to ignore or deny symptoms. For example, if we're in that relationship, you know, and the person is exhibiting things, don't, don't ignore that. You have to be cognizant and aware of potential symptoms and knowing that you are not putting yourself at harm. Acknowledging also includes learning more about illnesses so that you can help your loved one to cope, to build up the tools necessary to have the highest quality of life. And then acknowledging in the sense of, knowing about the resources that are available in the community. The second part is accepting, accepting that this person is mentally ill. Your loved one or friend may never be the way he or she was before exhibiting the first signs of severe mental illness. For example, with schizophrenia, it's described in like three and thirds. One third of people who experience uh, schizophrenia may have one bout with symptoms uh, related to schizophrenia and never have reoccurring symptoms. The second third of individuals, like my mother, may be in and out of mental institutions for the rest of their lives, on and off of the medication because they believe at some point that they don't need it, they get off of it, left untreated, their symptoms become very severe. And then there are those that we may see on the street on any given day in any city USA who are homeless, who are exhibiting severe signs of mental illness, they're left untreated, they're not connected with any services in the community, and they end up dying, whether it's by suicide or someone on the streets um, killing them. And that third You also piece talk is about... Un- oh. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The third so the third advocacy? Yes, yes. Such as you, Charlemagne, you know, with your book and also the guests that you all have had on here, using your platform to openly talk about it, creating the space necessary for people to feel free to talk about it and share their symptoms and understanding that there are services that are available and we cannot afford to be ashamed of these services and using the services that are available. So the three-point uh, strategy is the acknowledging, accepting, and advocacy.
One thing you also discuss is undesirable circumstances. And you've said don't allow undesirable circumstances to be excuses for you to fail, but allow them to be reasons for you to excel. So let's talk about what undesirable circumstances are in your book and how that has you driven. Yes, thank you. I had a teacher in high school named Norma Washington, and she told me I had what she called undesirable circumstances. Um, at that time in high school, I had been to 14 schools, lived in three states in eight different households. By the time I was 14, that's when my mother started to show signs of severe mental illness. And by the time I was 15, she left me in Texas and returned to Ohio. And by the time I was 16, my mother had attacked me and I was in the court system where at that time my grandmother, my paternal grandmother took me in. And so just those circumstances alone, in addition to other things that I've experienced, have been attributed um, some to my mother's Ill illness, some just to the factors that a lot of people in the African-American uh, community face, such as poverty, transient lifestyles, and things of that nature. So with that, that two-word uh, phrase, I turned it into my life's motto, which is not to allow undesirable circumstances like some of the ones that I've experienced to be excuses for you not to do things, not to pursue goals and objectives, not to pursue um, a better quality of life because of those undesirable circumstances, but to use them to excel in your life. All right, we got more with attorney Corey Minor smith When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with attorney Corey Minor smith Charlemagne? You know, um... I love how you talk about, you know, your loved ones with mental illness, your mom, because, you know, I've seen so many people affected by a grandmother or a mother who has Alzheimer's or dementia and doesn't remember them anymore. How do you handle having loved ones with mental illness and, and you staying mentally sane when something like that happens? That's a very good question because it's a day-by-day -day process. Um, you have to create boundaries and knowing what you can and cannot do for your loved one knowing when it's necessary to take a step back. And that's when it's important to have those resources that are available in the community because you can have uh, caseworkers that are able to directly connect with your loved one rather than you. And in my case, I'm my mother's only child. So many times I'm the focus of her psychotic state. I'm blamed for things a lot. But my love for my mom overshadows all of that. And I want to be there for her as much as I can so I rely on community resources, and I suggest that people connect with services like NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Uh, there are local chapters in the community, and they can connect your loved one um, with services. Right now, there are people who are quarantined also and going through a lot of different things with the people who they love. What advice do you give people right now in quarantine who are going through difficult circumstances and how to come through it on the other side even stronger? Absolutely. I, I suggest using this time. I'm using this time just to be grateful. This has given us a lot of time to be quiet and be still and understand in our thoughts how we want to come out of this. But ultimately, if someone is feeling like they just can't handle it, you know, they feel too much distress, I suggest doing a mental health assessment and understanding what tools and resources may be available to help you with those things. For example, there's an organization called Mental Health America. And right now you can go online and do a mental health assessment 
um, especially since you can't necessarily get to an uh, in-person appointment with your medical doctor or if you do see a counselor. It's great that there are telehealth services available where you can talk over the phone with a counselor. NAMI, uh, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, has peer-to-peer -peer, uh, support as well as family-to-family -family support. And those um, services are available on Zoom calls online. And they have created, uh, you know, a confidential space so that those who want to participate in those programs can. You know, uh, you, you broke the book down into five parts, too. Faith, motivation, determination, preparation, and action. What, what role did each of those play in your life? Faith definitely played a part in it. You know, while my family, my mother, my father may not have always gone to church, my father required uh, me to go to church when I lived with him. And it ultimately helped in those rough teenage years, right, where I was hanging out, you know, with a crowd that we did some activities that weren't necessarily good. You know, jumping girls, unfortunately, trying to sell drugs, just hanging out in the streets and those types of things. But ultimately, my faith and those who prayed for me when I didn't know to pray for myself helped me to excel through those undesirable circumstances, Angela, that you asked about, and ultimately leading me to wanting to do more. And that's where the motivation came in. You know, you may not always have the inner drive to get you to your next goal, but other people in your circle, they can be instrumental in helping you to have the motivation or give you motivation to come out of your circumstances. The determination, I came up with that uh, listening uh, to Shannon Sharp's NFL speech. He talked about having a five-alarm fire inside. And I identify with that so much because I never knew what drove me to want to accomplish things in my life. But ultimately, it was the undesirable circumstances that I wanted to get away from. So that's where the determination piece comes from. Preparation is being prepared for the things that you want in your life. Many times we think we can just connect with a person of fame or celebrity and they can just automatically get us to where we want to be. But if you're not prepared to be where you want to be, you won't get there. And then as far as action, the fifth part of it, you can daydream, think about, doodle on paper all day long. But if you don't take action to get where you want to go, you'll never make it to reaching those goals that you set for yourself. So those are my five principles mm -hmm. that break down the book, hashtag driven. Oh, I was going to say the book is a very useful and helpful tool for people. And I think it will definitely inspire people to want to make sure they check on their mental health even more. Yes. Yes, and I just want to say one more thing. You're right. It is okay to not be okay. And I know now is a difficult time for people worried about finances, worried about family members, yeah. just worried about going outside in general. And it is okay to have those concerns and worries and to not be okay. But how do you know when it's to the point where it is something that you have to take action and take control of? If you're losing sleep, if you're not eating the way you're used to eating, if you're not connecting and uh engaging people. I know we can't personally or in person, but just not wanting to talk to anybody on the phone. Those are some top signs that things may not be right for you at this time. And maybe you need to consider talking to someone to talk through that. Um, it's important to just understand there's no reason to be ashamed of reaching out for help. Even if you talk to a friend, you know, I relied on my best friend, Kim, a lot, but I found that I could not keep putting all of that on her. So I have no problem, you know, identifying that I go to counseling. There's no way I could get through all of the issues and concerns that I have, especially in trying to be there for my mother without taking some time for myself and understanding the boundaries that I need to create 
and to use the services that are available rather than putting it all on myself to move forward. Thank you. Absolutely. And Thank you. Where, where can we get driven from? Yes, Driven is available by uh, going to CoreyMPowers.com, which would take you to Amazon to purchase the book. Also, I have five essential keys that are available, five essential keys to loving a loved one with severe mental illness. And you can go to CoreyMPowers.com and sign up to receive that. It's very useful information in helping you to be there for your loved one, um, sharing information and resources. So ultimately, we're not just dismissing these individuals and pushing them aside um, because they're exhibiting severe mental illness symptoms. And how can they reach you if they want to? Yes, I'm available at 330-452-9937. And again, by going to CoreyEmpowers.com. I'm also available on Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all under Corey Empowers, uh, as well as Corey Minor Smith. So you oh, just Queen pick Smith, up the you phone. You bought that life, huh? You giving us a phone number? <laughs> well, that's not my personal number, you know. <laughs> I was oh, like, wait okay. a minute. It's a separate number. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, thank you for joining right. us. Please like, don't be well. a stranger. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, yes. and, and thank, thank you. you for the work that you do. And Angela, thank you for your uh, lip service. It's a great platform for uh, ladies. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank, thank you, you very much. It's, a, it's, it's attorney right. Corey Minor Smith. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the dream. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, The Dream went on Twitter to address the damage that he's seen being done in the city of Atlanta. He said, remember this. He said, uh, dear, first he said, dear people, if you're not from Atlanta, don't come here and please go home. I own things in the city. A lot of blacks own things in the city from Bankhead to Buckhead. Do not destroy property that negates the decades of work. My children will not be set back by you. And then when he got backlash from that, he responded saying, remember this, one, it's hard to get a loan being black. Two, when a black business is burned down, it usually never returns. Three, they will still owe the loan. Four, credit to start again is rejected. Five, we have to wait a whole generation to restart. These are some facts. Are y'all that simple? All I talk about is black-ish. All I do is black-ish. Yo, I can't say don't burn down my home. Yeah, I'm sorry if you feel that's cool. I've been in the streets. I've been part of illegal arrest and unrest. Here's what you want. Hear what you want. So people were giving him a lot of backlash for talking about the protesters in the city. Well, he didn't say don't protest. I mean, he just said don't burn down our own stuff, our own community. You know, like he said, there's a lot of black businesses out there that if they're burned down, they probably will never be able to get back up. So I, I understand what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's right. And, you know, nobody is wrong when they tell you not to tear up your own community. But, you know, once that mayhem and rage starts, you can't control it. You just hope that... You know, they don't tear up their own stuff. Right. You, you know, when you see a police precinct blowing up, okay, you get it. When you see police cars blowing up, okay, you get it. But, you know, right. don't go tear up the black-owned businesses. Now, Twitter's also upset at LL Cool J, and they don't understand why he would... Uh, question, he put out a tweet, imagine how people raising biracial children feel right now. This is crazy. So people were not understanding why he decided to come to Twitter with that thought, and there was some backlash for that. The backlash was so strong that he actually went on Instagram Live to try to clarify what he meant. Here's what he said. But what you're not going to do is get me to just be an, act like a moron or act like an idiot just for you to like me. Kiss my ass. I ain't doing that either. I'm not going to tell lies on Twitter or tell or act like I don't have questions about things just to please you. 
I don't care if you like me or not. Because there are a lot of like-minded people who do and who get it. And that's who I care about. You know, I don't like seeing LL not cool. Like, it can't just be LLJ. It's got to be LL Cool J at all times. On that video, he lost his cool. LL is an icon. You know what I'm saying? LL always seems to be in control in every situation. Even when you hear about people breaking in his house, he's in control, beating the person up, calling the police. It seems like he wasn't in control in that video. I don't like CLL. I don't like seeing LL without the cool. Yeah, I'm not even still sure what he meant by that statement at that time. But all right, now Jamel Hill. Yeah, he was talking about biracial. He was saying, you know, you're on both sides of the fence. I guess that what he that's what he was saying. But LL is always the person that stood up for our community. LL is always the person that made sure he 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 took care of kids in our community. So. You know, like He's like like Charlamagne said, I don't. You know, LL wilding out. Like you know, LL is too cool for that. He man. didn't look right. He, he he just basically was saying that you know, how do you have that conversation in a mixed household? If you got, Correct. you know, if you're a white mom with black kids, that's got to be a difficult conversation with a white husband. It's just got to be a difficult conversation. I don't know if that's the conversation you should be having now, but I get what, <laughs> I get what he was saying. You just got to be on the side of right. It's not about that for white people. If you have an issue with what happened, then you're on the side of right. And so I don't think, you know, I don't know. It was just a weird statement to me. But, I mean, I'm biracial, and I was confused. But he was just saying, I just, I couldn't imagine, you know, being in that situation, being a parent in that situation. People got to stop breaking down what people say so to the, to the bone, like, <laughs> like, but he had an opinion on something and had a thought, and just because he had a thought doesn't mean he's not for the cause. He's not for the people. Like people take these things. Yeah, too but far. certain, certain, hey, be certain thoughts got to be fleshed but, out though. I, it was Not just confusing LL, to me. I just didn't understand it. I wasn't like you're canceled, but I just really didn't understand it. it was just <laughs> right. Certain, That's all. Certain thoughts got to be fleshed out. That's all. You can't just tweet things out randomly like that in the middle of the night. What do biracial kids feel? <laughs> <laughs> what? It's out of nowhere with no context. <laughs> with no context. All right. Oh, now, the NFL released a statement. The NFL family is greatly saddened by the tragic events across our country. The protesters' reactions to these incidents reflect the pain, anger, and frustration that so many of us feel. Our deepest condolences go out to the family of Mr. George Floyd and to those who have lost loved ones, including the families of Ms. Breonna Taylor in Louisville and Mr. Ahmaud Arbery, the cousin of Tracy Walker of the Detroit Lions. And they went on to talk about the systemic issues with our players, clubs, and partners and continuing the important work to address those issues. The NFL sent this out. Now, Jamil Hill tweeted out, you got to be effing kidding me. And she's uh, the NFL tweeting about what happened with George Floyd is the equivalent of when the CIA recognizes Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday. Loved him so much, y'all helped to kill him. Get out of here with the BS. And Ava DuVernay said the accuracy, the precision. And she said to the NFL, shame on you. This is beyond hollow and disingenuous. This is a lie. Your actions show who you are. You've done nothing but the exact opposite of what you describe here. Keep Mr. Floyd's name out of your mouth. Shame on you and the consultants of this travesty of an organization. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole point of Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, right? You know, and Mm -hmm. I mean, by the way, America, uh, Colin showed you the most peaceful, respectful way to protest, and y'all didn't like or respect that either. So now, since the things he was kneeling for continue to happen, the only language they understand is revolt, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. All right. And, 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 uh, Uh, yeah, absolutely. Faith Evans was arrested also for allegedly attacking Stevie J, according to new reports. 
The police were called to their home in L.A., and upon their arrival, they saw that Stevie J had marks and scratches on his face. They said the two of them got into a very ugly screaming match, and they don't know what it was about. She was arrested for domestic violence and was released on bond hours later. All right, in addition to that... I got to hear both sides. Kylie Jenner and Kris Jenner are allegedly freaking out, and that's because Forbes is saying that she lied about being a billionaire. They actually put out an article. It was called Inside Kylie Jenner's Web of Lies and Why She's No Longer a Billionaire. According to Forbes, they said, you'll remember, uh, they said that she's not worth as much in May of 2020. So they're saying in January, she sold 51% of Kylie Cosmetics to the company Cody, which is a huge beauty company, for $600 million. That would have put a value on the brand at around $1.2 billion. Because Cody is publicly traded, though, those financial documents and records must be disclosed. And what they are saying is the deal was not that much. And revenues over a 12-month period before the deal was $177 million, which was far lower than the published estimates at the time. And in the piece, they're also saying that uh, they feel like some of those documents that she gave them was forged. So Kylie Jenner has responded as she woke up and just acted like the whole thing was just lies. And she said, uh, what am I even waking up to? I thought this was a reputable site. All I see are a number of inaccurate statements and unproven assumptions. I've never asked for any title or tried to lie my way there ever, period. Even creating tax returns that were likely forged. That's your proof. So you just thought they were forged. So maybe she's not a billionaire. I guess we'll see. Let me tell you something. Does it matter right now? Rich people, rich people problems. Yeah, does it matter right Listen. now, though? I wasted my time reading that article this weekend, and it was so <laughs> dumb. You know why? You know why? Because at the end of the she's article, it says it says she's not worth over a billion. She's worth a little under nine hundred million. Nigga, who cares? Okay, forty plus million people unemployed, largest unemployment rate since the depression. People looting their asses off, and y'all want me to care that a person's not a billionaire, but they're worth a little under nine hundred million? That was worth a whole article. Man, stop, man. That was stupid. What's wrong with us, yo? Stupid, stupid, stupid. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. All right. Now, when we come back, uh, it's the People's Choice Mix. Get your request and let me know what you want to hear at DJ Envy. I'm going to kick the mix off with this uh, Tiana Taylor new record. I I love this record. It feels like it's an ode to all the graduates out there, so I'm going to get that on right now. Let me know what you think. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I got a shout-out to attorney Corey Miner-Smith for joining us this morning. Absolutely, man. Um, Corey Miner-Smith, she has a book out called Driven. And, you know, uh, I just I, everybody needs to understand that your mental health is a priority right now. You know, your happiness is is essential and your self-care is a necessity, especially in this trying-ass, traumatic-ass time. So I hope that you got something from her conversation in regards to, you know, just making your mental health a priority. So salute to attorney Corey Minus-Smith. Absolutely. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, in order to create change, you have to get uncomfortable, right? Well, join The Breakfast Club for a special conversation with conservative radio host Rush Limbaugh. That's today at 2 p.m. Again, The Breakfast Club will be speaking to Rush Limbaugh today at 2 p.m. on all your iHeart stations. So you could just tune in right here, all right? Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yeah, man. I just want to tell everybody out there, I know that um, anxiety is high right now. Um, I, I had a couple of panic attacks myself last week. Definitely had some difficulty sleeping uh, last week. So I just want to tell everybody, man, to please, please, please guard your energy. 
Understand that your mental health is a priority. Uh, your happiness is, a, is an essential part of your being, and your self-care is a necessity. Take care of yourself, people. Breakfast club, bitches! You know, I'm finished or y'all done?